Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the German Nation podcast. Today, we are going to talk vegetable seed with Renee Shepherd of Renee's Garden. We're also going to talk with Colleen Akers, Executive Director of the Ontario Seed Growers Association, about how seed growers in Ontario are coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, if you tuned in a couple of weeks ago, you heard Wayne Gale of Ontario's Stoke Seeds talk about how he had to shut down his website recently due to an unprecedented surge in demand for vegetable seed coming from home gardeners. Renee Shepard operates the California-based Renee's Garden. Shepard is widely regarded as a pioneering innovator in introducing international vegetables, flowers, and herbs to home gardeners and gourmet restaurants in the United States and Canada as well. She founded Shepard's Garden Seeds in 1985, later selling the company, and established Renee's Garden to do what she likes best, searching out the very best seeds from around the world world, testing them in her own gardens, cooking and developing recipes around their unique characteristics, and sharing them with other gardeners. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, she's been experiencing an unprecedented surge in the number of orders she receives daily. As a result, she's been out of stock of many popular varieties. I recently talked with Renee about this phenomenon to get her take on exactly why this is happening and, and how she's coping with it as a business owner. Um, normally on a Monday after a weekend, during the busy season, which is the time when people are ordering seeds, which is basically in the last half of February, March, and April, and um, we would get maybe 400 orders, but that spiked when beginning like two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago now, it's all getting to be a blur. It spiked uh, to like 2,100 orders. In other words, just a huge increase in volume. Um, and. Uh, it spiked just about the same time all of us were getting our shelter-at-home orders. And, of course, we um, before the shelter-at-home, but, you know, when we had to do social distancing and sanitizing, and a lot of some people are staying at home, so none of us is exactly flush with staff, although most seed companies, because we sell seeds for food, are still open at, on the warehouse level. You know, there's a lot of constraints. And so everybody's been inundated. We um, basically uh, tried to add more uh, more shifts um, and work weekends, but it's just huge volume. And what's happened with us, and I think you would find this if you talk to any of the Canadian seed companies, um, all of us pack up a certain amount of packed, filled packets for the season. And all of us are selling out of what we had allocated, you know, what we had planned to sell very early as a result. Renee, I'm curious what you think is the reason for this new interest in home gardening. Is it a result of people wanting to grow their own food as a result of the pandemic? Or is it more just a a general increase in interest as a result of people staying home more and maybe having more time on their hands? I think people are looking for stuff to do while they're stuck at home. And they're looking for something that's positive and enjoyable that they could do with their whole family. Gardening is something you can do with your kids. And if you're homeschooling your children, what better way to teach them about, uh, you know, nutrition, science, temperature, weight, how to weigh things, distance. You know, gardening is 
here in California, uh, gardening in the schools is very popular as a way to teach nutrition and science. So for home for homeschooling parents, it's a benefit to start a garden. And also, I think a lot of people are wanting to grow their own food. We had the same deluge of orders during the recession in 2008-9. Our business increased 30% that year. And this is kind of what we're seeing online. And there's also worry that there aren't going to be seeds out there, um, which, by the way, is not true. There's nothing wrong with the world seed supply. It was a very good harvest last year. It's, it's really there's seeds out there, but many of us are running out of filled packets um, for data for 2020 because we didn't plan on selling this many. So the delivery times are taking a long time. So usually most seed companies try and fill an order, online seed companies, fill an order overnight, but we're up to four or five days. And the delivery services are slowing down because of the huge volume of uh, people who are ordering online for residential delivery. So yes, I think people want to grow their own food. They want to know where their food comes from. They want to be assured that they can get fresh food. And um, a lot of people always wanted to find time to garden. Now they have it. As you probably know, Renee, Stoke Seeds here in Canada had to shut down their website for a few days so they could fulfill their commercial seed orders before they resumed selling to home gardeners. What's your advice to people who are trying to buy seed right now for home gardening? What should they keep in mind taking into consideration this this surge in demand? If they want to order seeds, there's plenty of seeds in garden centers and nurseries. Almost everybody got their, you know, most nurseries had their, most garden centers and nurseries had their seed deliveries already. So there'll be seed packets there, although some of them will run out because they won't, they won't be able to re- reorder because of the huge demand. Mm-hmm. On mail order online, fl- mail order slash online, because we are online and there are other online companies, we are all still happily accepting orders, but we are running out of certain popular varieties, so people should be prepared to, you know, try a new variety that they might not have tried. They might not get their favorite. You want tomatoes, you might not get your favorite tomato, but there's still tomatoes to buy. So what types of seeds are you seeing a lot of interest in exactly? We are seeing a lot of people are interested in growing in containers. And container varieties, varieties that are compact that do well in containers, it happens to be a specialty of my company, so we're getting a lot of traffic along that. A lot of people are looking to grow vegetables so they have ready access to fresh food. I think it's a great pastime to do with kids. It's something whole families can do together. Um, So I think those are the major drivers. But people are only buying vegetables. They're buying plenty of flowers, too, because people today want to plant flowers for pollinators and for bouquets. So we're seeing both. Well, and I imagine, like you said earlier, with so many people being home now, gardening is something that the whole family can do and, and really have a lot of fun doing, right? Well, exactly. And a lot of common garden flowers that are, you don't have to buy plants. They're really easy to grow from seed, like zinnias. And cosmos are very easy to grow from seed. So if you have kids and you want to plant some of those, and then the kids can see the butterflies and the bees, and it's a nice family adventure that people can do together. So I'm not saying that's driving the search, but it's certainly um, people are buying flowers, fresh herbs, and lots of vegetables. And the vegetables they're buying are the ones you would think about. Tomatoes, cucumbers, lettuce, squash, you know, 
the stuff people want to eat every day. Colleen Akers is Secretary Manager for the Ontario Seed Growers Association. On April 14th, the Ontario government extended its declaration of emergency under the Emergency Management and Civil Protection Act for a further 28 days. This will allow the government to continue to use every tool at its disposal to protect the health and safety of the people of Ontario during the COVID-19 pandemic. I wanted to know how seed growers were coping with all of this. Seed is moved out and in position for the planting season. Uh, There are still obviously some changes and some deliveries and so on to be to be picked up I would think Um, and the the next few weeks will certainly ramp up that level of activity quite considerably but um, from that standpoint we're not hearing about any huge delays. There was talk um, through an industry organization of hoping to reduce logistic log jams and delays um, by having some um, load restriction weights lifted, um, maybe allowing uh, drivers longer, uh, reduced limitations on their logbook hours, that kind of thing, in order to alleviate any possible transportation issues that we were looking at. In Quebec, I understand that there had been some, uh, the the weight restrictions on loads, half load season had been lifted in some municipalities. So that was something that um, was raised in Ontario as possibly a way to reduce some of those log jams and and possible delays that might um, come into effect. But there has been no change on any of that from a ministerial um, viewpoint. The only change that we became aware of, and this is more related to on the pesticides uh, piece, um, has been that the Ministry of Environment in Ontario has um, lifted any of the um, recertification requirements related to pesticide safety courses. Those workshops are not running, obviously, and so anybody that was expired um, that has been uh, delayed and so they won't have any issues later in the growing season in being able to access or pick up or purchase any use of, of pesticides. I know one thing I've been hearing the last couple of weeks, Colleen, is that technology is coming to the rescue for a lot of people. And I imagine seed growers in Ontario and even yourself are, are probably experiencing the same thing. Yes, we may say uh, more uptake on uh, use of technologies, uh, you know, emailing and, and sending uh, load slips or waste slips by, uh, by email as opposed to the old-fashioned paper and pen route. Certainly um, requires a lot more better coordination in terms of calling ahead and picking loads up, minimizing contact, may, may make our days go quick, much quicker when there's not as much visiting going on. Uh, it kind of takes the fun out of the job, I guess, for, for many, but at the same time, uh, um, no one is to be blamed for not having the time or making the effort to um, exchange pleasantries with folks because we have all got jobs to do and uh, there's, you know, isolation is the name of the name of the day. So um, that's kind of the way everybody is, is focusing in on keeping themselves and their employees safe 
And so minimizing contact has kind of been the way everybody is operating. Colleen, mental health has been a big theme throughout this whole pandemic, and rightly so. I imagine it's a stressful time for Ontario seed growers. How are they coping when it comes to mental health? What are you hearing? Well, um, there's a lot of unknowns, so obviously that's going to lead to uh, anxiety. There is uh, a lot of stuff that's out of people's own control, uh, pricing and markets and so on are a, a big unknown factor and it's never a real good comfort feeling um, heading into the planting season, not really knowing what the end game might look like. And uh, at the end of the day, though, I think uh, we all need to eat and uh, that has certainly um, been a message that government has shared that you know agriculture, they recognize, is an essential service. And so we need to um, take some degree of less stress, I suppose, in the standpoint that, you know, agriculture is an essential service. It's been declared as such. And so hopefully the marketplace will uh, value that and uh, give producers their their just reward, if you will, um, for the work that they're about to undergo here in the next a short while with a busy spring planting season. I know labor shortages have been a concern throughout all this. For example, there was the uh, the concern over temporary foreign workers and whether they'd be allowed into the country, etc. What sort of issues are you are you hearing there with regards to to possible work labor shortage? Has there been any concerns expressed to you in that regard? Yes, I haven't heard anything directly from seed growers, but certainly part of the industry group has kind of looked at what might be some of the bottlenecks later in the in the growing season. Um, seed corn detasseling uh, has been flagged as kind of uh, an area that has traditionally relied on um, you know large work crews, that kind of thing. So labor could be a concern there. Um, it's a special skill set again, so it's not like you can just pull anybody off the street and train them very quickly. Uh, it's a short season to get that job done, and so that could certainly be an issue for that particular seed corn sector. Uh, as far as um, other um, labor issues, I, you know, I've, I certainly hear about folks that are hiring extra staff in anticipation that they may have some of their employees that become sick and so having extra people to call on or call up call upon should that um, happen um, is probably a very wise decision Um, so yes that certainly adds to the stress is not really you know you don't plan for the worst case scenario and yet in this circumstance I think everybody's having to plan for the eventual Um, which could involve a significant part of their workforce and and their employers, employees, including themselves even, um, you know, catching this thing. And so um, that that is very, very important is having plans upon plans upon plans and making sure that you've got backups available for every possible scenario. Now, you just mentioned an industry group. That would be the COVID-19 stakeholder group that OSGA has been invited to be a part of. I understand you're holding weekly calls to discuss challenges in the ag industry. Other groups that are a part of this are OMAFRA, GFO, OFA, agri-retailers, etc. That must really help you to be a part of a group like that where you can really connect with with people province-wide and and find out what what struggles everybody has in common. 
yes, province-wide and certainly outside of our own sector and seeing what kind of ramifications there are, um, you know, everything from, from the feed industry to ethanol to, you know, finance and what programs are out there to, uh, to help farmers and producers. All of that is important to be in the know of and um, the engagement opportunity with the ministry as well is important so that um, they can be kept in the loop of what what's being said out on the back roads of rural Ontario and can work to address things before they become a problem and, and hopefully correct things uh, to minimize that level of stress on producers. It seems like everybody's experiencing meeting cancellations lately. I imagine you guys are feeling much the same thing. You had to cancel your grower field day, which was planned for late June. You're now discussing a possible July or even August time frame. I imagine you're finding some some new tools, again, using technology to, to help you get business done when you can't meet in person. Yes, again, learning new, um, learning new skills, how to have online meetings that are effective and can you know, take the place of face-to-face meetings um, is, is certainly important. Um, we typically have a, uh, a June uh, grower field day, and while that has not um, officially been uh, taken off the table yet, we're certainly looking at some other options. Um, We'll have to make that decision, I suppose, in another month or so's time. Uh, but for for the immediate future, um, we're planning on going ahead with it. So we're, it, it's, it's very difficult and very challenging, though, to make too many firm plans, knowing that there is a very strong possibility that it may never come to fruition. Before I let you go, Colleen, despite the pandemic, how is the season there progressing? Well, I guess in terms of uh, some optimism, uh, we don't have near the levels of winter kill on the winter wheat crop um, that we had last year. So that's a good news story, Um, as well as uh, for any of forage um, producers, we're hearing the same thing, that there isn't the winter kill on alfalfa stands, et cetera, uh, that there was in 2019. So that's is reducing a little bit of, uh, of the stress, I guess, a little more optimism uh, when, when some of those winter crops come through the, the, the winter season and uh, are, are greening up for the, uh, the growing season that's ahead in 2020. Um, I know folks uh, on some of the lighter, sandier soils and certainly those down in the deep southwest are, um, there's some scratching of, of ground that's begun to happen um, maybe a little bit of uh, some of the uh, cereal grains have started to go in in, in some areas. Um, some initial fertilizer uh, has gone out um, and then manure application in more of the livestock areas, that's starting to happen as well. So spring has begun to, spr- to, to spring, to sprung, <laughs> and... Um, yeah, we're looking forward to a, a good growing season in 2020, despite all the other challenges that are ahead of us. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Tune in next week and stay safe and healthy. For more great podcasts, visit germannation.ca.